Hi, Steve Arterburn here, and welcome to the New Life Live podcast. We hope to provide help and hope in your life through God's Word, counselors, and psychologists as we answer questions from listeners who call with the challenges of life. Let's go to today's episode. Actually, it's Chris Williams sitting in for Becky Brown today, and joining me shortly will be Jackie Mac Harris. Thank you so much for being with us today, for joining us on New Life Live. We are very, very glad that you're here. And um, I want to mention uh, something that's coming up. This is the last day to get the early bird rate for the Emotional Freedom Workshop, something that uh, I'll be presenting at, and I'm always really, really excited to do it. And mostly not because it's necessarily fun in the sense that it's a great time, but it is an incredibly meaningful time. And the meaning of it all is to really do the mission of New Life Life and New Life Ministries, and that is to bring hope and healing in life's hardest places. And if you're like me, and being a human being, actually, is that we are carrying around inside of us a lot of the wounds of our past, a lot that that metastasize or, or turn into a lot of fear, a lot of frustration. They turn into negative patterns. Oftentimes, they turn into medicators, things that we medicate or zone out on, and they can turn into addictions. There are so many different areas of our life that are unhealed wounds tend to really block us in living out God's will and living out the life that he has desired for us. And you can go online and take a uh, take a free quiz at newlife.com to see if, if this fits you. Because the bottom line is that when we are carrying around these unhealed wounds in our life and they're bleeding out all around us, it doesn't just toxify ourselves. It toxifies everything around us. And oftentimes the best thing that we can do for the people around us is to go in and do our own work. And what the Emotional Freedom Workshop does is it just opens up these doors in a really safe environment. It's online. And it allows you to really kind of pull the hood up on your on the hood of your car and look at seeing how the engine is running, seeing how what is going on on the inside. And I make this joke around here in uh, in Southern California, call it OCD, which is Orange County Disorder, and, and, and it's, a, it's a little bit tongue-in-cheek. But oftentimes I say what, what we're oftentimes doing in OCD, in Orange County Disorder, is we're, we have something on the inside, something in our engine block that isn't working. But instead of taking it to the mechanic to work on the engine, we take it to the body shop to make it look better. And, and the bottom line is sometimes we can dress up and we can make things look really, really good. But if the engine isn't working it is going to be a constant source of pain in our life where we're going to break down over and over and over again. And so in my life, I just remember, you know, chronic just anxiety and depression and frustration. And, you know, my I would constantly be in retreat mode and shut down and withdrawal and isolated and and struggling in my own addictions. And what I didn't understand is that I was carrying wounds of my past. I was carrying unseen, unmet, unhealed wounds inside of me. And it wasn't until I did that work alongside of recovery work that I was being able to experience more emotional freedom. 
And certainly it's a lifelong journey, but I invite you into that. I invite you into this new journey that you can live emotionally free. You can live relationally healthy. You can live out God's will with so much more clarity and, dare I say, ease. So join us. Emotionally Freedom, it is, it is online. It is March 16th, and register by March 1st for the early bird rate. That is today. So sign up today, and I'd love to see you there. We'll be right back right after this. To find out more information about New Life or to order any of the resources mentioned on today's program, call 1-800-NEW-LIFE. Now back to New Life Live. Welcome back to New Life Live. And joining me in studio right now is Jackie Mack Harris. How are you doing, Jackie? I'm doing good. How are you? It's good to see you, friend. You too. All right. Well, I want to ask you, right? You see tons and tons of people mm-hmm. and do, and dare I say, do amazing work. Thank you. And I had good teachers. Okay, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> what 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 are some common themes that you're seeing in the office that people are really struggling with today? Oh, that's a really good question. Um, I work with a lot of couples, and mm-hmm. the common theme is the expectations. Mm-hmm. Uh, people really do have a hard time taking the other person's perspective. Yeah, And most of the time, that's the problem. One person has expectations of what marriage should be, what their husband or their wife should be like, Mm. um, how kids should be disciplined and taught and time spent with. And because the other person is a whole separate body, they have different expectations and they're coming from a different vantage point. And so even if they're in the same situation, they're going to see it differently. But people don't seem to know that there's this expectation that if you're right, you're going to have the same answer I have. Yeah. Right. And so I have people stand up in my office facing each other and Mm -hmm. describe the room. Don't turn your head. Just look straight past the person in front of you and describe what you see. And we're standing in the same room, but we're going to describe it differently because we have different vantage points. And so I do a lot of um, work trying to get people to learn to take the other person's perspective. Well, and I see a lot of that work is becoming aware of what we're unaware of Mm -hmm. and saying the unsaid. And that's because we all have this vision for what we want our lives to look like, but we're not talking about it. Right. And And we may not even be aware of it, right? That's a really interesting point because one of the um, interventions I use or homework assignments I give is to create a vision. We Mm -hmm. create visions for schools, for organizations, for churches, but we don't create a vision for our marriage and then we're upset that our marriage isn't looking like we want it to look. Well, the other person that's in your marriage is not in your brain. Yes. They don't, like mind reading is not a real thing. And some people believe, well, if you really loved me, you you would would just just know. know. You would just know, (laughs) right? You'd you'd watch me and you'd be able to know, well, I love and adore my husband, but I refuse, refuse to read his mind. Well, I say this, if we could read each other's minds, there was no way that we would be together. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I would say, my mind is a dangerous place for me and you will definitely get mugged there. Exactly. So you don't want to go into you that do neighborhood. Not go there. <laughs> you do, do not, not want to go there. It won't recognize you inside of here. <laughs> it is going to rebel. Yeah. And so it's I think that that's the point is it's really important that we talk through what are our visions mm-hmm. for what it means to be a husband and a wife, what it means to have a family, what it means to build a common life together. Yep. 
I love that. Uh, we, uh, I, I, when I have my clients um, do the vision, I will ask them to each make a list. And uh-huh. So you write yours and you write yours and we write it out as though it's happening right now. Yeah. And so I'm going to say, well, we walk together three nights a week. We cook dinner together a couple of nights a week. We do a dinner, uh, do a date once a month. We mm. do a date with friends once a yeah. month. And all these things I'm writing, I'm writing as though they are happening right now. Yeah. And then we bring them together and we compare notes and we negotiate the things that are different and oh, the things that so we good. have the same automatically go on the vision. We know those are things we are doing. Mm. The things that are different, we we might challenge each other on a yeah. little bit, you know? And so I usually say if it's an absolute no for one or the other, then we don't argue about it. Mm. I'm not moving to Alaska and homesteading. I don't care. <laughs> if Come on, Jackie. I'm not doing it's it. It's a fantasy that we all have. I'm not some doing of us it. Guys so if he puts it on the list. Yeah, it's like, nope, no, no, hard no. Happening. <clears throat> but he's also not going to leave home for three months out of the year and travel around the world. Which is, you know, what I would love to do. Yeah, right? for so sure. So we just throw those two out, and then we work on negotiating the rest of them. Yeah, that's so, so good. Well, if you are struggling in your marriage, we have a nationwide network of therapists and coaches that could help you. Yes. Call us, 1-800-NEW-LIFE. And obviously, you know, when we have our intimacy in marriage, and we don't have the next one coming up until July. But the other thing, too, is like, you know, Therapists like Jackie and I, that you know, we're not the only ones. There's a bunch of us out there that can help you with your marriage as well as the resources we have here at New Life. And with that, I'm going to go to the phone, and I'm going to Sabi listening in Hungary. Is that right? On the internet? Sabi, am I pronouncing your name correctly? Hello, it's uh, Sabi. Sabi, excellent. Well, tell me what's going on. Yeah, I'm calling from Budapest, Hungary. Thank you for taking my call. Hey, listen, I have to interrupt. I'm going to be there in a couple months. Yeah, I know. I yes. know. Okay, okay, good, 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 because I'm so excited. I can't wait to see your city. I look forward. I would love to meet you. Yes. I know the hotel you're going to stay. Excellent. I know the hotel. Yeah. All right, well, you'll have to introduce yourself to me. All good. right. All right, so Sabi, tell, what's on your mind today? How can we help you? Yes, I've been working with a life coach for uh, more than a year now, mm-hmm. and uh, she proposed to me to join uh, his uh, her support group. Okay. And uh, this support group uh, works with a so-called Enneagram system. Uh-huh, the Enneagram system, yeah. Yeah, and what are your thoughts about this? It's quite expensive. Like he's asking five thousand dollars for oh, wow. one year membership. Uh, okay, uh, is is it something really, really that powerful? Uh, yeah. Well, I I don't know what's all entailed in his program, and so I couldn't really say definitively one way or the other. But I like to say this: um, Why pay for something that's really really pricey when you can get its value through Amazon or whatever system of that delivers books to you in Budapest. Right. Right. There's a really good book on the Enneagram called The Road Back to You. The Road Back to You. The Road Back to You. Um, You can order that book anywhere. The Enneagram system is really helpful. Uh, It can be really insightful. It does take some... um, 
spending time with it. And so maybe that's a part of, of what the, the fees are for. It's a, about being in this group and having the accountability and the support and hearing other people's stories. And so you, you would be doing more than, it would be about more than just learning about the Enneagram. It would be an in-depth learning, I'm assuming, and then the having the group aspect yeah. along with that mm-hmm. and the guide. But if you just want to know more about the Enneagram, um, I the test I took was on the Enneagram Institute's website, mm-hmm. um, but we've done it over Thanksgiving dinner. We've uh, yeah. we've done it, you know, family game night. And so my kids have found um, free websites to take the Enneagram on. I think the Enneagram Institute, it was $12 to take the assessment. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think that for our listeners out there, I think there's a lot of people that are familiar with the Enneagram. It's been popularized quite a bit in the last few years. Um, but if you're not really, it's a, it, at the end of the day, it's a personality test, and there's nine different numbers that people can fall into, and you know there's a primary, and then the secondary. It's oftentimes called a wing, but really the enneagram at a, at its heart is to help us understand ourselves and each other, and help us understand that we really are wired differently, mm-hmm. and that we have differences. And I think that could be a huge strength to understanding each other. Absolutely, because what it does is every time I've used it or like watched it with my family, there's this aha moment of, oh, yeah, especially when several people have the same one and you're reading through what those characteristics and traits are and um, fears and different things. And and you're like, oh, that's why you do that. But then it takes away the anger and frustration at the differences that we have. So often people are really frustrated with their partners or their children or their parents because they can't understand why they do certain things. Well, these personality tests can help with that. For sure. Yep. And there's a um, podcast too, um, The Road Back to You. Uh, So that might be helpful to just start listening a little bit and learning a little bit more about what the Enneagram is. One big thing that I was taught was you need to figure out for yourself whether or not what the assessment says is true. Like, don't tell someone else their Enneagram number. It is it is really pretty personal. Well, and I think it's important. We need to understand some of the things that I've seen as limitations mm-hmm. to personality profiles, uh, including the Enneagram, is a lot of times we can weaponize this or we can box people in in a place where they're not. And and actually, the, the research out there is pretty crystal clear that for most people, their personality is fluid over the course of their lifetime, mm-hmm. meaning it's not set in stone. So we can change over the course of our life. The other aspect of that is oftentimes we are using it as a hack or a hot wire for intimacy, mm-hmm. and it's not. Yeah, we're looking for the cheat codes. Exactly. And so really we are as human beings more than any uh, any one of our personality types that these really helpful tools can show us. And so to pretend like we know a person because we know their number or we know their letters or whatever the case may be, I think is a huge mistake. And and we can bypass the work of actually getting to know people and actually getting to know ourselves. Yeah. It can be helpful, as you say, like it's a helpful tool, but it shouldn't be the only thing we're doing. We really need to sit with whether it's that personality assessment or any other, sit with what the results are and what the the maker of it is saying uh, those things mean and determine if that's true. Does that align with how you see the world and how you see yourself? Yeah. So Sabi, is that helpful? 
making $5,000, like this thing would last a year, this group. So a year. And uh, I, I need to pay like $5,000 for this. Uh, well, l- let me go there. You're, you're hesitant. I can hear it in your voice. You're hesitant to invest that kind of money in this thing, right? Uh, yeah, well, I'm kind of short on financial okay. money now. This is really important because this is actually a different subject, right? Because there are lots of different programs, a lot of different helpful things that we can do out there. But we also have to respect our resources. Mm-hmm. And we really want – I look at three things that are really important. They're what we call return-ons, ROs, return on time return on energy, and return on investment. And I, and if you're going to invest $5,000 where it's going to be, where your financial resources are limited, I would be asking the question, Is what what is the problem I'm looking to solve and what is the best value for my dollar to help me get there? I agree. It sounds like your question is, is this worth it? And I think that's a decision you have to make because you know what your needs are. You know what challenges you might be facing right now and you know what your income is. You know what your finances look like. And I would venture to guess that this $5,000 for the year, that's this person is, um, it's their time. It's this is, this is something that they are marketing. This is work for them. This is how they ma- get their mm-hmm. finances. And so you have to decide if it's best for you, not mm-hmm. based on what the life coach is telling you um, she has to offer you in terms of this group, but is this something financially I can do, want to do, need to do? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And is it going to really solve the problem that I am mm-hmm. addressing here? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And and you, you really do want to look into Enneagram first so that you aren't surprised when you get there if you do choose to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thanks for your advice. No problem. Well, Sabi, for calling. Yeah, thank you for calling so much, Sabi. We're going to send you a copy of Take Your Life Back, and I think that will help you as well. But he brings up something I think is really, really important, is how do we make these decisions? Mm-hmm. You know? Especially when we're most of us are so fragmented. Absolutely. And I oftentimes use this phrase is that desperate people make desperate decisions and desperate decisions are rarely good ones. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. But oftentimes when we're in positions of desperation, we do need help and we do need guidance. But one of the things that I think that it's really really good to do is exactly what Sabi did today is let's do some research. Let's not be impulsive here when it comes to investing our time, energy, and resources. We got to vet it out. Absolutely. Well, we are so, so glad that you are with us. We are going to go to more calls after the break here. Again, as I mentioned before, that uh, this is the last day for the early bird rate of the Emotional Freedom Workshop. We would love to see you there. If you're wondering if this is a good fit for you, you can go online, take our free quiz um, on the Emotional Freedom page at newlife.com. Again, that's newlife.com. And we will be back right after this. We'd love to hear from you. If you have a question or a comment, call toll-free 1-800-229-3000. Now back to New Life Live. 
Welcome back to New Life Live. I do want to mention, we would love for you to join our Club New Life. There is so many benefits to that. There are um, countless amounts of videos up there that will help you navigate and work through life. There's workshop and discounts um, that are available. Um, And there's just so much that um, you can do to support us through being a Club New Life member. You heard in the break also that one of the things that we don't want, you know, to speaking to Savi's point, is we don't want finances to be a barrier for people to get the help that they need. And therefore, we have a scholarship fund here at New Life. And if you would con- contribute to that, that would be hugely helpful. And even transforming, being a part of transforming and changing lives. And so, again, you can go online, newlife.com, or give us a call at 1-800-NEW-LIFE to participate in that. And it would be greatly appreciated. We're now going to go to Dan in Bismarck, North Dakota, listening on KNDR. Dan, are you there? Yes, I am. Dan, talk to me today. What's going on? Okay. Well, uh, my wife and I, we've been raising our grandchildren. Uh, I've got to... Excuse me. Hmm. I'm okay. Yeah, take your time. Uh, Yeah, we've we've got a a two-and-a-half-year-old and and a 13-year-old. And uh, my wife's been going through cancer for the last three years. Oh, wow. And we we had her funeral on Monday. Now, my question is, how do I explain to the two-year-old, uh, where's mama? Oh, man. that's what you call Yeah. And, uh, a 13-year-old, that's a whole different thing, and we're working on it, but, uh, I usually, I'm not quite like this, because I have a trust and faith in God. Of course. I know my wife's in heaven. Of course. God's got a plan, so, but I don't know what to tell my two-and-a-half-year-old, because what I say could affect her for the rest of her life, and I just want to do what's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm and, really uh, glad that you want there. to talk to her about it, and um, l- let me just say, you're, you said you're not usually like this, but you're not usually grieving mm-hmm. the death of your wife, and your, yeah. your emotion is well-warranted. There's absolutely nothing wrong with it. Jesus wept, right? Yeah. So this is this is grief, and this is it yeah. really is just um, a, a sign of your your love and um, and how much you you must miss her and how hard it must be to have her gone. And she was your partner in life, but also your partner in parenting your grandchildren. And so yeah. with the grandchildren living with you, there's also other losses that those children and and yourself maybe have experienced in terms of their parents. So you are carrying a lot and you're concerned about your, your granddaughter or the two year old is, um, is very sweet. I just, I believe that it's important to be honest with our children. They know something is happening because they are feeling it. They, she, they know that she's not there anymore. And so you, you just directly, honestly tell them what happened. She died. She died from cancer and died means that she's not living here anymore with us and that her spirit is in heaven. And that is what I would tell my grandchildren. Um, but then I, I'd love 
finding books to read about things. Um, I, yep. I'm a standard operations procedure, standard operating procedures mm-hmm. kind of girl. Um, and so I'm usually looking for something that I can read. And so there's, um, there's some great books on Amazon. We don't necessarily have anything um, that has to do with uh, children. Um, but for yourself, the grief recovery handbook, it would mm-hmm. be great. And then um, there is a book called, I forgot just that quick. Um, something very sad happened. Um, okay. It, you can find that on Amazon, and there are several of them. I, you could just look up, you know, how, books about dying, death, and dying for toddlers, right. and then read. Okay. I, what I do is I read through the reviews and make sure that um, what people are saying about it aligns with my beliefs, and um, I read through, um, you know, the summaries with the books and and look into who's the person that read the book, and so I would do that research and make sure that it's a book you would be okay with, um, and right. and just be honest with her age appropriately. Mm-hmm. And Dan, our heart just breaks for you, man. I, I you know, what, the um, what you're holding in your life right now, your own grief, the love and care of the 13 year old and the two and a half year old, and their grief. That is a lot. Do you have support in your area? Well, we've got a good church. Good. Uh, the school. It's a small school that we go to, and mm-hmm. they're very supportive. Uh, there's a couple counselors I've got my voice in. Good. Uh, and uh, I have a good trust in God. And here, I'm going to tell you something. I, I listen to you guys all the time. Mm-hmm. And I think there's no way a guy can call and get in on the show. <laughs> You're in, man. Well, I was driving through town. I had errands to run this morning. And uh, I asked my phone to figure out how to call you. I called you, and the lady answered the phone says, I think you're going to be the next caller. And uh, I thought, okay, God, thank you. Well, I can't help but thank God for the goodness he's given to me. Absolutely. Uh, my wife and I, we did have 50 good years. We just celebrated mm, 50 years together. That's beautiful. Congratulations. We are, we're, we're good. I tell people we're good. We're good. I know where my wife is, but I just need to know, like, what you say. Yeah, for I, sure. Oh, cool. Well, well, Dan, hold on for a moment because we're going to come right back to you. But we got to head to the break right now. Um, but I want to give you a resource and I want to give you some parting words that I think would be helpful. So we'll be right back right after this. Today's podcast is brought to you by Club New Life supporters who give a monthly donation because they want to continue to offer help and hope in these very, very difficult places. To find out more about Club New Life, you can go to our website, newlife.com, or call 1-800-NEW-LIFE. Now, if you're new to us, we drop an episode every weekday. We would love it if you would rate or write a review, which helps more people discover help and hope and helps us share wisdom with as many people as possible. Now, let's listen to our counselors as they help people Walk through life's hardest places. We're glad you joined us for New Life Live. To be a part of the program, call 1-800-229-3000. Now back to New Life Live. 
Welcome back to New Life Live. Chris Williams with Jackie Mac Harris. We were talking with Dan and the heartbreak that Dan has been through in losing his wife of 50 years, raising his two-and-a-half-year-old and 13-year-old grandchildren, and just walking through deep grief. Yeah. It's incredibly difficult. You know, all I have to say is this. Dan, can you be my grandpa? Because the the love and the wisdom and the care – um, that you display is so incredibly beautiful and amazing. And so we're going to send you a copy of the Life Recovery Bible as well as the Grief Recovery Workbook um, that can go alongside of that. So we want to thank you and honor you for what you're doing. We want to um, honor you in your loss and honor you in your life as you are um, parenting and through deep grief. And so, yes, much, much love and grace to you. So thank you so much for calling in, Dan. And now we're going to go to Sam in Milton, Florida. Sam, are you there? Hello. Hi, Sam. How's it going? Hi. I'm doing all right. Well, talk to me. What's Um, going on? So, so, um, I have a sister and it's been it's been a big struggle with her because she has borderline personality and like she you never know what to expect with her and I try I want I like I want to be close to her because she's my sister and love her but it, it, she makes it really difficult because whenever she's around she kind of like verbally attacks me and I mm. just and like I I come to the point where I'm like. I can't take it, and then sometimes I retaliate. I say stuff back, then later I'm like, I shouldn't have said it. But it's just, it's, it's, it's really difficult to deal with. Yeah. Anyways, what makes it especially hard is I'm, I'm getting married um, in a couple of weeks, March 16th, and like it's a really exciting time. But she's, I think she's really jealous. And she's, she's just kind of, whenever I talk about it, she, well, she's, she's with this other guy and she's like living with him and not doing things the right way. And I'm doing things the right way. We're not, you know, we're Mm -hmm. not doing that kind of stuff together. And I'm like, I I want it to be a special day. And she's like, well, I deserve just the same thing. And it's always, it always has to be back to her. And it's just. It's hard because I want her to feel like I love her, but I also feel like I can't deal yeah. with her. What's what's the question that you have for us around this? What's the struggle? Um, I guess I would say my question is, what is the best way to handle, like... When she starts to just come at me and say really negative, ugly things, should I just walk away or should I just... Well, has walking away helped in the past? Have you tried that? Um, I mean, yes, and then it doesn't exactly... She's, she's she, still like... She's still saying things. Against me. Yeah. Right. She's still saying things and she'll just follow you around and say more things. Right. When yeah. you when you say what is the right way, I wonder if you're asking 
what can I do to make this be different? What can I do to yeah. get a different response? There's nothing yeah, you can do. Yeah. There's nothing you can do to mm-hmm. get a different response from her. You, so you then have to decide how you are going to engage with her and what boundaries you're yeah. going to set. Because you're, there's not and, there's not a script. There are no words that you can say that's going to make her behave differently. You've probably tried everything. And your wedding yeah. is coming up. Is she in the wedding? She is supposed to be my maid of honor. <laughs> and how, how has that been going? Um, it's been okay. It, it, well, mostly okay. It's been a little bit. I've tried to just not, I don't know. I haven't seen her too much, so... Are you concerned about how she behave at the wedding? A little bit. Have you talked to her about that? Yeah. No. And one thing, so another part of her story is she has three children and she's not currently married and my family caring for her children. Um, Mm -hmm. Kind of more. Okay. And they... um, yeah, anyways. So she's gonna she's supposed to be in the wedding. Has she said anything to indicate that she won't be there? There's a possibility she might not. Okay. So let that be if that's the case. Um okay. she she may really need some um she may feel she needs you to pursue her. Um and so something may come up that day to get your attention. Um so you yeah. have to have um, some support around you uh, on your wedding day. You want someone who can run interference for you. Mm-hmm. So find a friend, mm-hmm. a wedding coordinator, a parent, if that's possible, a mentor, one of the sisters from church, somebody who's strong and kind mm-hmm. and loving who can run interference for you and be your gatekeeper so that when things are going awry, they can handle the problems and you can stay focused on your special day. Because sometimes um, in families and in friendships, people um, consciously or unconsciously will try to make things about themselves. They will create a scene or um, get sick, um, uh, have an accident. Um, I've seen people fall at the wedding or uh, and then now they've gotten you know we're calling 911 they're in the middle of the wedding so <clears throat> here we they go. made it about them they and they su- about them. and they succeeded yeah yep. and, and Sam that's what I want to encourage you with this is about your day this is about yeah. you and your fiance and what you guys are celebrating and so mm-hmm. I'm gonna give you three words and dealing with people who do not respect boundaries, people who cause problems and even cause pain, is that in your communication, you want to be clear, you want to be calm, and you want to be strong. Okay. So clear, Clear, calm, and strong. Yes. And clear, let me break that down for you. Clear means direct. We are not beating around the bush. We are not trying to couch it in sweet, sugary words so that it go down smoother. We're just being clear and direct. That is not okay with me. No, you may not do that. Yeah. I don't want that. 
and that's not being mean. It's not being nasty. It's it is setting a boundary, but being clear. Clear is kind. Yeah. If you if you're clear and yeah. direct, a person has a better chance of understanding you, and they may not like your clarity mm-hmm. or your directness. They might not like that you're being strong. Yeah. And and the calm part, too, is really important because people who struggle with borderline yeah. personality disorder live at a high, high escalated emotional state. Yeah. And so what we tend to do is match them there. But if we look at it this way, your feet are off the ground and you're out of control. What we want to do is get our feet deep into the ground and be an immovable object. You know, <clears throat> yeah. and I, Jackie, I love that idea. Of having, you know, identifying a person mm-hmm. that their job is to manage this person. Mm-hmm. And that person okay. and everybody else that isn't doing what you need them to do for the wedding. Things happen on your wedding day. It's just inevitable. Yeah. Um, but sometimes we have family members that um, we are already expecting uh, the certain behaviors. And so if there's other family members who already recognize this, you might want to have a conversation with them and let them know to stay calm too. <laughs> because your yeah. sister might surprise everybody and then it's somebody else trying to wrangle her that, that you know makes the fuss. Uh, but it, staying calm mm-hmm. for you, I think what Chris said, that's the answer to your first question. Your responses okay. to her are always clear, calm, and strong. And don't yeah. don't let yourself um, get revved up. What you're feeling in your body when you start to get flooded and angry and then you say things back, you are feeling exactly what she's feeling. She shared her emotion with you. That's the contagion, yeah. Yep. Sam, I want to encourage mm-hmm. you. This day is about you. This day is about you and your husband. It, it's about your covenant before God. And so you want to be yeah. as, it's already going to be really stressful. So you want to be as clear and and present as you possibly can be. So we, we encourage you in that. We cheer you on. We celebrate with you. Can we celebrate by sending how we love? Yes. We'll, oh, that's a great idea. We're going to send you two resources. I'm going to Steve Arterburn this. We're going to send you how we love. And we're also going to send you Take Your Life Back. Yep. And both of those resources, I believe, will be really, really helpful. And, and again, we cheer you and your fiancé on. And, and we pray for you and strength as you deal with this really, really difficult condition that your sister is struggling with. We'll be back right after this. To find out more information about New Life or to order any of the resources mentioned on today's program, call 1-800-NEW-LIFE. Now back to New Life Live. Welcome back to New Life Live. Again, we are so grateful that you are with us today and um, so grateful for the callers. And with that, we're going to go to our next caller, who is Jack, listening in Dallas, Texas, on YouTube. Jack, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Thank you. No problem. Jack, tell me what's going on. How can we help you? Yeah, I just had a question about uh, had a friend recently uh, switched to Protestantism, and me and another friend are... Uh, giving him a little discipleship and how to help him without making him feel uh, we're attacking the Catholic faith. There's respect for that. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. Just wanted to uh, help him in his, his growth as a, as a believer. Oh, I love that. I love that you're helping your friend in his walk with Christ. Is there anything in particular that he's struggling with or anything that you have a fear about? Um, that seems 
to have just a lot of questions uh, doctrinally between mm. the two, and uh, just wondering, you know, what, what how we could uh, just gently show him the differences without without making him feel like we're bashing the Catholics. Yeah. I, well, I, th- I really honor you in that. You know, it's, I think as Protestants, we tend to forget that our roots are still Catholic here in the West, mm-hmm. you know, and that we, I think there's a lot of honor due to those roots as well, as well as Catholic Christians today, uh, of course. And so I really, really like that you're balancing that out. Um, I would say the first thing is answering a different question of uh, rather than a doctrinal or theological question is that <clears throat> i find that the best discipleship is honesty it, it is talking about you know christ in your life and what it means and and how it's impacted you including your struggles and how you're moving forward and i just find it so refreshing that you know in, in the people who have mentored me and discipled me the ones that have been most impactful are the ones who've been most authentic to their real experience and authentic to their faith in Christ. And so I, I just want to encourage you in that first. And so, yeah. pa- I, Pastor Jackie. <laughs> yes. I, I love that you want to be kind and gentle and respectful of his past. And so I would just leave it in the past. He's going to, as he grows um, in his faith, he is going to see the differences. He's mm-hmm. going to experience the differences. That's going to make a lot more sense than anything you could actually say. Mm-hmm. Just like, you know, as a as a Christian, Protestant Christian, going into a Catholic church, I wouldn't have understood what Mass was until I got in there and experienced it. And I was like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. So things are done differently. But the the main focus is the main focus, Jesus. And I just would keep my my discipleship conversations Amen. towards Jesus. I, I liked sharing the book of John and um, Romans with new believers and, and trying to walk through those books with them as they are um, just starting to find their way with having that personal deep relationship with Jesus. And really, that's the biggest difference to me is mm-hmm. learning that this is a personal relationship, and so we've cut out the the middleman of going and making confession. Now you just make your confession to God directly, and mm-hmm. teaching Him those things about Jesus being seated at the right hand of the Father, and and interceding for Him, and and just the Romans Road kind of things. I would just be sharing how those stories in the Bible, um, those verses have impacted my life. Giving life application mm-hmm. to this journey, I think, is going to be really key for him. And and let the, you know, the, for me, the traditions and the rituals um, are are what the different names and denominations of mm-hmm. our churches are, are about. If we just stay centered on Jesus and him crucified and risen, I think that that's the most important thing. Yeah. And I would just encourage you to, to like we've said with other people, if you um, go ask, you know, different people who are more theologically inclined or do research online to see if if there's books that really help delineate some of the differences between a, a, a Catholic understanding of the Bible or Catholic theology and a Protestant theology. And I think that that could be some of that to work through to answer a lot of those questions. I'm sure there's something out there uh, that is a bridge for him. Yeah. 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 And the last thing I will say is that one of the most powerful 
answers that we can give somebody is I don't know. <laughs> Especially if I <laughs> It really is. I, I don't know. You know, and and hey, let's let's explore this together, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, I want to see what you think. I want to see what I think. Well, maybe even commit it to prayer. But but the point I think the biggest point of discipleship goes back to again an, an authentic life le- lived. And again, I'll, I'll I I miss this point, mm-hmm. which I think is the main point. They Jesus says they will know us by our love. Now, your difference doesn't scare me. Uh-huh. Your difference doesn't intimidate me, you know, and I know that you're already saying that, Jack. And so I, I would say you're already ahead of the game in the fact that you love this guy well and that you'll continue to love him well. And I I, I, I like that you said, mm-hmm. I don't know, mm-hmm. because I'm thinking if, if this were me and I'm hanging out with someone who has has come to my church and they were Catholic before, I don't know the Catholic faith mm. well enough to have a conversation about the differences between Catholicism and Protestant Christianity, aside from what I know stereotypically. Yeah. And I don't want to give information based on hearsay. Yeah. Cause I'm, so since I've not experienced it, I don't really feel like I would have good answers. But here's what I can tell you about my church. Yeah. Here's what I can tell you about the way that I serve or the way that I pray or the way that I study. Mm-hmm. Um, and just having him join you in that, I, I'm, I'm excited for you guys for this discipleship journey. Yeah. Jack, is that helpful? Yeah, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. And again, we want to cheer you on in this. We're going to actually send you a copy of the Life Recovery Bible. And uh, and that's just again such a great resource. And what I love about the great about the Life Recovery Bible is is of course it brings recovery principles to Scripture and to life mm-hmm. through Scripture. But it, recovery is not just about an addictive process; it's about the human process. Mm-hmm. And how do we apply these things of Scripture to what we are struggling with and what we're suffering with today in actual real time. Yeah, the commentary in the Life Recovery Bible is really personal. It, it brings the scripture to the person. And so that, I'm, I, that's going to be a great, a great read for you. Yeah. So, Jack, thank you so much for calling in today. Listeners, thank, thank you. Y'all. Yeah, thank you for listening. I want to mention one more thing that's really, really important. One of the things that unfortunately is painfully common in our marriages today and in our relationships today is sexual betrayal and sexual acting out. <clears throat> and we, we know this. Obviously, we, we do the every man's battle and getting in there deep in the issues with guys to help them find that road to freedom. But obviously, we don't want to leave the women behind and out. And I oftentimes say this, those who are hurt by betrayal trauma – have to do their own work. It's not fair. In fact, it's not even right that they have to do it because it's not something that they did. It's something that was done unto them. Mm -hmm. But the work is still necessary. We want to help you. We want to make sure you're not alone in that. And so we have the Restored Workshop that helps women who have been sexually betrayed. And that's coming up. It's not coming up until July, but I want to see that right now. It's happening in Washington, D.C., Because if you need to get into a life recovery book, if you need to reach out to us, get resources to help support you along that journey of healing and recovery, uh, you know, and we obviously we have Sherry's book of um, intimate betrayal, healing the um, 
wounds of sexual betrayal. So there's so much that we can do. But again, that workshop's coming up. Thank you so much for listening to us today. And we wish you a very, very blessed and very gracious day. Talk to you on the other side. Thanks for listening. We hope this program has helped you by giving you insights for handling the challenges you face in your life. We want you to know that we're here for you, but you also need to know that New Life Live is a listener-supported ministry. To make your donation or to get any of the resources mentioned on today's program, call 1-800-NEW-LIFE. That's 1-800-639-5433 or write to us at New Life Ministries, P.O. Box 1029, Lake Forest, California, 92609. Thanks so much for listening. We hope something you heard will help you live in freedom today. If this content was helpful for you, we would love it if you'd take a minute, leave us a review, post about it, and rate it. Remember, we have resources and workshops online for you as you continue your journey. Go to newlife.com and find out more information. And thank you for being part of the New Life community. We know that God desires all of us to live a life of wholeness and healing. And we're so glad that you're here.